When the luster fades from a golden generation, it's often a sad sight. England couldn't get past a quarter-final with Beckham and company, and now Belgium looks set to miss out on a major trophy with talk of training ground bust-ups and a star player who has about as much faith in his teammates as I had in Liz Truss as Prime Minister. I'm Kevin Hatchard, and this is World Cup Only Better. do have faith in our top tipping team, including Marco Hare. Marco do think Roberto Martinez gets a lot of unfair stick as Belgium coach. He's taken them to every available major tournament and people act as if A, the Belgian FA have tons of money that they can be chucking around and B, that Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp or Antonio Conte have been smashing down the door desperate to coach in Belgium. It's just not realistic. Uh, it's not. I, I see. I see your point, but I also see the other side of the coin, which is Belgium. I think qualifying is just a you know that should be expected with the squad that they've had over the last decade or so. Um, and yeah, they've they've had a, a decent run of things. Was it two semi-finals appearances now in major tournaments? But um, I just think you know he's he's acting at the minute on the sidelines like it's a surprise that they're they're not performing very well and things are falling apart in front of his eyes. Whereas he's had however many years now in charge, he would have foreseen the generational shift in, in talent and how old they're getting, particularly that defence. And he's not done a huge amount to sort of fix it or, or try new things. Um, still trying but to are those way. new things there? Does he have this next generation? Because I look and I don't see it. I know they've got players like Charlotte de Catalara and he's playing, but who's this next raft of Belgian stars? They're not there, are they? Well, I mean, he should know because he's he's doubling up as he as the technical director or, or, or whatever else. But I, I just think for me, it's it's a stubbornness, and I've seen that in Martinez previous in his club club management too. So um, yeah, I mean, every coach has got their their shelf life really, and you know, I'm probably expecting Gareth Southgate to to move on from England after the World Cup, and I think Martinez will will do so similarly with Belgium. I think it's just time for a few new ideas, and. Um, yeah, I mean, we could spend a whole time talking about Belgium, but they, they've been poor, really, really poor. And um, ultimately, the book stops with him. And yeah, I, I can't believe really that the prices haven't moved as much as I possibly anticipated them to do so coming into this match against Croatia, where you're effectively saying it's, uh, it's around about 17 to 10, 2.8 between that sort of each of two between themselves and Croatia. And I know it's kind of built in the fact that Belgium needs to win this game. Uh, Croatia don't need to win. They just need a point and that will have an effect on the pricing. But we've seen it many, many times before in domestic matters towards the end of a campaign. Just because a team needs to win doesn't make them a better team because they need to win. Um, and it's not like Croatia don't have anything to play for here at all. So a point secures qualification. So I think to be able to get 1.73 on the exchange on Croatia with a quarter goal start on the Asian handicap is is a fantastic opportunity here. They're effectively making money as long as they don't lose. Um, and yeah, I mean, pre-tournament, this price was around about 1.83, I think. So it's not moved that much considering what we've seen so far. Now, Belgium against Canada and Morocco generated around 1.7, 1.75 XG. They've only had 11 shots in the box. They've conceded 3.25 NPXG and 24 shots in the box. Um, so after the first two rounds, they're pretty much ranked inside the bottom six for non-penalty expected goals ratio and shots in the box out of the whole 32. 
and they played Canada and Morocco. So I'd be staggered if anyone can sort of come into this match and say Belgium are rightfully favourites here uh, and deserve to be backed at the prices because I guess the big plus is Romelu Lukaku possibly going back into the fold. How fit is he? We don't know. Um, but also I think you can sort of flip it around and say, well, look at Croatia's control in midfield, the confidence that they've coming into this match in off the back of that performance against Morocco, which was not Morocco, sorry, Canada, which was incredibly impressive despite how they started. I thought they were streetwise enough against Morocco too. Uh, but yeah, they dominated Canada in that last hour after falling behind. And across the two games, they've conceded four shots in the box and four shots on target. Um, they've now lost once in the last 13. And you could say they're probably one of the form sides in Europe coming into the competition as well. There weren't many of them, but themselves and, and the Dutch were probably the two teams in the best form. Uh, they're integrating an exciting crop of youngsters, which Belgium aren't doing, into the starting eleven. And I just don't think there's been a huge amount wrong with what they've done so far either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really keen on this. Uh, Croatia plus a quarter. Um, I'd be surprised if they lost this match. In for goals, data doctor Jake Olskothorpe's been working overtime with the XG robots. Jake Marks, absolutely right about Croatia. They finally cut loose against Canada. Andre Kramaric on the score sheet. And even though he's not always the most reliable goal scorer. If you look at his work in Germany with Hoffenheim, it's pretty good over the years. And he looks the most likely source of goals for them, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um, and they will get chances in this game, definitely. Um, you know, Belgium's Asian defence, as you mentioned, is a massive concern. The fact they've conceded loads of good chances already in this competition is another concern. And then you add on to the fact that they actually have to win this game um, and all of a sudden you get a real recipe for even more exposed um, defensive play by Belgium and, and that should lead to Croatia getting plenty of chances. And um, yeah, I, I think that the, I can't really disagree with Mark's take and Mark's bet. I've taken a slightly different angle. I think the price on both teams to score at 1.88 looks quite big to me. Um, I think the fact that Belgium have to cut loose means that they'll play more front foot and I think they'll create chances against this Croatia backline. But obviously that leaves them more exposed and, and Croatia have shown with that um, that midfield trio, the control in which they have, the, 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 the way in which they can break the lines with the passing and get the ball from back to front really quickly. Um, I think they'll be able to score as well. So I, I do quite like the look of both teams to score um, as a bet in this one. But I do fear for Belgium because everything we've seen so far from a, an underlying number standpoint, from the eye test, it's not looked good. And the punting professor, Jason Murphy, is casting his trained eye over proceedings. Jason, as the guys have said, the market can't split these two, but there's one team that seems to be on the up and another one that's just riven by infighting. Nobody looks particularly happy at the moment. But I guess we do see this in tournaments sometimes. Teams have a moment. Maybe this could be Belgium's moment. Yeah, well, when you have Thiago Corta on the goal and you have a Kevin De Bruyne out in the middle of the pitch, like, yeah, there's always an opportunity that you could have that moment. And, yeah, potentially it could happen. But based on what the lads have said, in my own opinion, I, I, I don't see it happening in this game. I mean, like, it was a long ball from Toby Alderweil that, you know, Batshuayi gets on the end of against Canada. And only for that, like, Belgium could probably already have their bags packed and, you know, Probably that's what they need to get away from each other, so there's no more infighting and yeah, get new manager in. Um, so yeah, I'd be siding with Croatia. It's just when you're talking about the goal scorer markets or, or the biggest track, Kramerich obviously caught the headlines. But apologies for the pronunciation, but Marco Levaja he plays for Hagju Split, he's played in Spain, he's played in Italy, hasn't had great success. Russia, Greece went back home to Croatia, top goal scorer in the Croatian league last season. 
about 28 goals and 34 appearances. That's playing with the second best team in the league. It wasn't even with the league champion. Seven goals clear ahead of anyone else. He's leading the scoring charts in Croatia this year again with 11. He was on the pitch for 60 minutes against Canada. He had three shots, three shots on target. And as the boys alluded to, Belgium having to come out and play. Belgium, what they've already given up. And the fact that they have to come out now as well. Even if he's only on the pitch for an hour, four to nine for him to have a shot on target, I think it's well worth looking at your bet builders. We have, we feel priced it right on the sports book. So if you do like Cramridge, we'll be a bigger price on Cramridge. But if you're going to do a bet fair single, have a look on the exchange and you'll get him about nine to one to score. Score first, Marco Levovich. Like I say, he won't play the full game, but I do think there's value shots on target and there's definitely value in the first goal score market. But just, just to give it, acknowledge Croatia as well and how good a side they are. Um, let's not forget at the World Cup, like, okay, they needed extra time to get all the way to the final in every match, but they did it. They went out on extra time against Spain in the Euros. They've topped the UEFA Nations League group. Croatia are a quality, quality side and still are. Now, we won't know until later on, depending on where Croatia finish, we expect Spain to top their group. So I think there's a lot on the line here for Croatia to win this and finish top of their group and avoid the last 16 with what would be Spain. At the moment, they're about around 60, 66s maybe that you could back Croatia if you wanted a little nibble now because I do expect them to beat Belgium. I think it's probably worth getting a little bit of Croatia onside in your outright book ahead of this game. Yeah, Marco Levaya definitely one to watch. He was very highly rated uh, as a youngster. Didn't quite happen for him initially, but he's had a bit of a late career renaissance. Now, you can get a £5 free bet when you place a £5 bet builder on World Cup matches on Thursday, the 1st of December. T's and C's in the description, 18+. plus. See gambleaware.org. Now, the other game in that group sees Morocco look to build on their excellent win over Belgium. They face a Canada side uh, that's already out. And Jake, with Canada, I know people have been impressed with the energy and, and some of the pace of their play, but they've got problems in both boxes, haven't they? They do, yeah. Um, it, it's been, I think, it's been a good tournament for Canada. Um, they've been exciting to watch, which I think has been really is the most promising. They've shown that they can mix it with the, with the teams at the tournament. You know, they've not been overawed apart from that last 40 minutes against Croatia they really ran Belgium close should have won that game um but yeah they, they've, they've got um a few problems that, that need fixing and and you know you hope for four years time when they, they're their joint hosts aren't they in 2026 yeah, that's right that, that, that they're going to be an even better place to to compete so it's all it's all a big you know one big stepping stone for them getting that tournament experience ahead of 2026 um I think this is a very difficult game for them though I know that they're already out. They'll still be playing to to win and get a, at least a point on the board. Um, but Morocco, are, 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 they've proven that they're a really, really solid side, a really solid unit. Um, defensively, they're excellent. They know a draw sees them through, so I can't imagine them pivoting from that defence-first kind of solidity um, approach to being more expansive to try and get the win against Canada. I think if they do win this game, it'll be by a 1-0 or a 2-0 kind of scoreline. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that they'll assert their dominance from a control perspective and really try and nullify Canada's um, attack, which is ultimately their strong suit. You know, there's a lot of pace, a lot of quality in those forward areas. Um, so I quite like the look of both teams to score no, which is actually odds against on the exchange, uh, which I was quite surprised about. 2.04. Um, yeah, this, Morocco know that a draw will see them through. And I know what Jason said there, that the runner-ups are likely going to play Spain. Um, 
even so, I, I still don't think Morocco will deviate from their their plan in this match. I think that they'll trust themselves to be able to nick a one nil or a two nil win against Canada, and that this kind of def- Canadian defence will concede a few chances, and, and that if they keep a clean sheet, they probably will end up winning the game anyway. So, um, I think both teams to score no is is the way I'd play this. Mark, is that the way you would look? Do you think Morocco will just dig in and hope to grind something out? Yeah, I expect so. Um, obviously, it's been quite a historic tournament for Canada scoring their, their first goal. Uh, they're still now chasing their, their first point and, and win, actually, at the World Cup. So they're absolutely motivated for this. Make no bones about that. And they're not just going to roll over and have their tummies tickled. The big issue for, for Canada, really, for me, is the physicality uh, and the fitness and the um, whether they're fresh enough to kind of go again uh, three games in a week, really, playing that high-octane style, particularly in midfield, where you've got 39-year-old Atiba Hutchinson, who looked... About his... 300 years old <laughs> the other day. <laughs> he looked exhausted in the second half, um, as did a lot of those midfield players and Steven Yastakio, who went off injured as well. We don't know the, the fate of him, whether he's available or not. And if he's missing, and you've got Hutchinson in there again, that's a, a real area of concern. So um, it's hard to be too positive about Canada just because of the just because of the energy they've expended in the first two games and the emotional knock-on effects as well. So, yeah, I don't expect them to get sort of turned over easily, but... Um, that would be my concern, particularly in the second half of Morocco's trying, trying to sort of choke them uh, and get the result they require. This football season, get a helping hand with Betfair's popular bet builder. Easily add our most popular or fan favourite football selections to your bet slip in just one tap. T's and C's in the description, 18 plus. See gambleaware.com. Or gone to Group E then, and it's all still up for grabs. Germany's draw with Spain and Costa Rica's win over Japan means Hansi Flick's Germany is still very much alive. If the Germans beat Costa Rica and Japan fail to beat Spain, there's a good chance that the Germans will go through as runners-up. So, Mark, how do we approach Germany's game against Costa Rica first? Because they were better against Spain, but there are still weaknesses there. There's no doubt about that, certainly defensively. And they've still not quite found the right balance in attack as well. No, but um, I think there were positive signs. And I think, you know, as we sort of talked about about previous teams uh, coming into the third round of games, particularly Argentina, I still think there's more positives and negatives about Germany. Um, they could have blown Japan away in the first half and really should have won that match. Uh, and then to go and sort of compete with Spain for, for 90 minutes and possibly have an opportunity to win it later on. I don't know what Leroy Zane was, was trying to do. but It's driving um, me mad. Even now, it annoys me because he's clean through. I, yeah. mean, I mean, I know Uno Simon comes out to him and makes it tough. Just have a shot. It's very yeah. odd. And, you know, only France, I think, have generated a higher expected goals output across their first two fixtures in the World Cup than Germany. But I think Germany deserve sort of more credit for that because they've had to play Spain and Japan. Um, France have played Denmark and Australia. So I think sort of Germany probably had the, the tougher fixtures there. They've had 37 shots, 24 shots in the box, 13 shots on target, seven big chances generated, which is a, a chance up to describe as a realistic chance to, to score. So, you know, they switched shape against uh, against Spain and I thought they looked good. Um, but yeah, obviously slightly concerned about the defence. I guess the, the sort of flip side is you're playing a Costa Rica team who just don't attack. So, um, you know, I think we saw the Costa Rica we expected to see against Japan uh, pre-tournament, not the one we saw against Spain. They were, they were organised, they were sort of defending deep, confrontational, resolute, very difficult to penetrate. Um, they showed all those kind of qualities in the playoff against New Zealand and through qualification. But um, they're quite happy to live off scraps and, and sort of try and take their chances. When it comes under Luis Fernando Suarez, they just don't score goals 
regularly. Uh, I think they scored eight goals fewer than the US in the third round of, of qualification. Obviously, famously failed to have a shot against Spain in the first match and only managed four against Japan as well, one of which was in the penalty area. And they've had zero corners in their first two games as well, which kind of goes to show they've had <laughs> little ball, little territory. Um, I mean, that's some achievement, right? To go yeah. through two games and not have a single corner. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the concerns about Germany and their defence, but um, I think on the exchange, you can get Germany to win and BTTS no at 1.75. Um, too big a price for me. Uh, it should be below 1.66. I'm sure it probably will trend that way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Costa Rica can still qualify at the end of the day as well. So if they do fall behind... They will probably try and chuck the kitchen sink at it, but you know I don't think there's much left in that <laughs> kitchen to chuck. So, um, no. yeah, so I, I'm happy to take that that 175. So they'll just place the kitchen sink gently in front of them, maybe. Uh, Jake, to use a technical term, Costa Rica were absolute pony uh, against Spain. Really, really awful. Ah, they're a strange team. I mean, Germany do find it difficult sometimes to break teams down, but I just can't believe that they're not going to make loads of chances. And this feels like a Musiala game because in those tight spaces where you need somebody to break some something open, it's the kind of game where he can excel. Definitely, yeah. And I think, you know, Mark's laid the case very, very well for, um, yeah, a, a Germany win to nil, which is the same bet I've got. Um it is just going to be attack versus defence. And, and like you said, those kind of players, the Musialas, have, yeah, we saw that those technical intricacies of Spain really caused Costa Rica problems. And if Germany can replicate that kind of style, that kind of, um, you know, quick passing through the lines, um, then I think that this is going to be, you know, it could well turn into another 7-0 because I think Costa Rica are that bad. Um, so far at this tournament, they've generated a total of 0.13 expected goals. <laughs> across the two games across two games 0.13 expected goals um yeah which is because even is their laughable. winner against japan was rubbish wasn't it it was a really strange goal that the keeper should have saved it was bizarre it was like a shot come lob i don't i don't, I don't know it like hit it and it floated into the corner and yeah keeper should have saved it but yeah that that i mean that like mark said no corners over two games just four shots over two games um yeah, that that 0.13 xg is is laughable. It's one of the low. It's, apart from not scoring, uh, not registering a shot in the opener um, over two games, that is really really poor. Um, Did it make the xg robots sad? It made them sad and scratched their head a little bit to, to wonder if that was even possible over two games because you know, a one on one that accounts for about 0.4 xg. Um, even a free kick from 20 yards accounts for 0.1 xg. So. They are really not getting anywhere near the goal to to register that kind of total over two matches. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm all over the Germany winter nil as well. Um, I know they've had defensive issues. Japan obviously caused them quite a lot of problems, but I don't think Costa Rica have uh, the same amount of talent in forward areas as what Japan do. Um, and ultimately, Germany created tons of chances against Japan in that defeat. You know, nearly four expected goals. Um, and Japan, in my opinion, are a much better team than Costa Rica and. Yeah, they only had a little brain fart uh, at the weekend that cost them, you know, a draw that would have put them in a much more stronger position than Japan. So, yeah, comfortable Germany win. Um, it's just a case of, you know, how many, in my opinion. Um, they're probably going to win two, three nil, maybe. But I think the key thing is the nil and the price on the on the win tonight is just too good to turn down. Spain top the group at present. They face Japan. 
Jason, Japan were desperately disappointing in the second game. When you think how well they played in the latter part of their game against Germany, it was all there for them. They kind of folded under the pressure, really, didn't they? They did, yeah, and it can happen. Like you know, it's the biggest stage in world football for some players. It's the biggest games that they're ever going to play in, and it can just happen that you choke, uh, that you go in with a mindset that once you're in a, a certain mindset in the game, is started, you just can't shift it, you just can't shake it, and. They got sucker punched at the end. I thought it was a brilliant finish. Like, you know what I mean? He's he's lofted it towards the top corner. It's not the greatest, you know, li- li- lifting his leg to get the power or anything behind it. But it's it's a great goal. If it's if it's just out of reach of the keeper, the keeper can just get a touch but not keep it out. But I'm sure, that, you know, maybe some said the keeper should have moved his feet quicker. Maybe he should have got more of a dive at it. Um, but incredible for Costa Rica. When you think about it, there were 7% chance to qualify from the group. They're now 10% chance, give or take, to qualify. A draw could get them through. Um, so they'll dig their heels in for as long as they can against Germany, but fully expect Germany to, to win that game. And yeah, that's that's kind of what we might be a bit fearful of on this day, as in it's almost a favourite fourfold. You know, Belgium, Croatia, pick them, but I think Croatia go off favourites. But you'll have Croatia, Morocco, Spain and Germany all to win there. It'll be about eight to one. I can see a lot of people getting behind that. Um but Japan, yeah, I think that judging by their reactions, I think they know themselves that they've kind of left the chance there behind them now, especially after that great result against Germany. And even if Luis Enrique decides to make a few changes, this is what we've said about Spain all along, that the quality that's coming in is usually just as good as the quality that's coming out. And therefore, I'd be happy like to put Spain, if you're having a look at that favourite fourfold, that like you can definitely should rely on Spain to at least get that leg up. Um Obviously, Spain are looking beyond this game. They're looking to head in the outright. I think there's still a bit of value in them there if you want to back them. It's looking like a quarterfinal matchup against Brazil. If, if you're looking at the outright prices there that Brazil and Spain are, um, the markets are saying Brazil about 0.4 to 0.5 a goal better than Spain. I'm not having that. If they meet in a quarterfinal, I'm not having that. Even if the match prices, even if the markets are that, I know where I'll be siding with. Now, Spain aren't perfect. They do have concerns. Rodri at centre-back, um, in possession, brilliant, a massive plus, but our possession, before the German equaliser, there was a cross that came in and he he stood. So he's in the penalty box, the cross is coming in, and he acted like a midfielder that's dropped back into the box, as in he's standing still, he's like, I'm going to swing my leg, he's made his mind up early, and the full crooks, just a little bit quicker, he either gets a shot off or he gets he gets kicked for a penalty. Whereas a normal centre back is moving towards that ball and he's not swinging the leg, he's he's clearing it elsewhere with his head or something. So there's that little concern there, but I haven't been convinced by Brazil either. So like I said, the outright prices are saying Brazil 0.4 to 0.5 a goal better than Spain. Not having that. So if you're still doing a few outright bets, there's a bit of value in Spain, but definitely include them if you're doing a a favourite four four lacca for for today's football. Uh, Jason's been uh, very consistent in his backing for Spain and he's also giving uh, a positive uh, pep talk to the Japanese goalkeepers union uh, next week seeing as uh, he feels uh, that uh, he couldn't have possibly reached that wonderful Costa Rican winner. Uh, That's all we have time for on this edition of World Cup Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly if you want the best tips and insight delivered straight to your inbox and why wouldn't you want that? You can sign up for our World Cup news letter at betting.betfair.com from jake from jason from mark and from me it's goodbye for now